0: Um, welcome back to the silver screen and roll podcast this is your girl the machine and i'm here with sabrina it's time for i love
1: basketball (laughs) (laughs) did i tell you that somebody just showed up in my mentions with like one of those um those memes where it's like, you know, nobody, literally nobody, and then it's just meta saying I love basketball.
0: <laughs> well, we should make one for ourselves. That's just saying I love basketball. Cause really I don't think truly, we say it enough. No one asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Right. We're off to
1: a roaring start here.
0: Except for our dedicated Fans, thank you so much for your support. Today, we want to talk about, you know, what has happened over this past week because, like, a lot of stuff has happened, and we know there's been a podcast every day, but we haven't talked about it yet, and we want to decompress a little bit. We're talking about the what the Lakers have done, what the Clippers have done, what LeBron has done, what Kawhi has done, and Honestly, what this new rivalry is going to look like in the future—a rivalry that some Lakers fans, I think, are being a little passe about—because you know it's the Clippers, but it's not just the Clippers; it's Kawhi. Yeah, I mean, I think the last time
1: we talked, you and I were still pretty convinced that Kawhi was going to be a Laker.
0: I was absolutely a hundred percent, percent convinced. 100% convinced. <laughs> uh, no the doubt.
1: only way that Kawhi would have gone to the Clippers is if they had another star, and they didn't at the time. Um, but now they do. And yeah. uh, not only do they have Kawhi Leonard, a Laker target,
0: they have Paul George, the quintessential Laker target. Yeah. It's so funny how, like, after both of them say, like, I want to go to the Lakers, it's now coming out that Paul George wasn't even a Lakers fan when he was a kid. <laughs> he was like actually a Clippers fan. I'm like... That is such bullshit. That is <laughs> to be fair,
1: I, I think George has been pretty honest about his Clippers fandom. Like, back when he was drafted in 2010, the Clippers pick was, like, two picks ahead of him. And for some reason, they took Alfred Aminu instead of Paul George, which, mm. I mean, we, we've seen how that played out. Like, there's, it's pretty clear who won that yeah. decision. Yeah, <laughs> pretty clear. <laughs> but he definitely said, I want to play for the Lakers.
0: So it stinks. It still stings. It stings. And I just like the idea of people, like, dragging that app up as if it's some, like, revelation that's, like, well, he wasn't ever even going to go there in the first place. It's like, bro, he literally said it out loud. <laughs> yeah. He said those words out loud. He said, Indiana, please trade me. I want to go to the Lakers. <laughs>
1: Nobody else trade for me. I want to go to the Lakers. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, psych. Man,
0: broke me the wrong way. Yes, yeah, psych. Joke's on you, Paul George.
1: Yeah, I, I think I talked about this on the, the Clippers show, but um, I don't know that anyone will ever be booed as much as Paul George will be booed <laughs> when he comes to play. <laughs> like, I think he might even be booed during Clippers home games.
0: <laughs> yeah, somebody, somebody tweeted, I can't remember who, but they were like, if you think that, like, LA is a Clippers city now, Let's just bring out Kawhi and Paul George at a Dodgers game. I know. And right? See what happens.
1: I mean, even um at the ESPYS last night when like Tracy Morgan announced that the Clippers got Paul George, it was just like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is why Clippers should never throw the first pitch at Dodger Stadium. Go out to Anaheim if you need to. It's not mm. worth it to do it at Dodger Stadium. It's not gonna look. It's
0: not gonna be a good look. Not at all. I don't know. There's a lot of new people in. Echo Park, and Silver Lake, not from LA. I
1: can Gazette. see being
0: tag-along Clipper, Clippers fans. That's really their demo, is the transplants. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, uh, a Los Angeles Lakers homegrown fan got to be first. <laughs> nice. Luckily. <laughs> Luckily. <laughs> okay. We only mean? have to show you with the Nets, not the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> That's my... Oh my god! I'm so excited, guys. I haven't even been able to talk about how excited I am for LeBron Anthony Davis on one end of the country and Kyrie and Katie on the other. It's a dream. That's offseason really worked out about as well as it could have for you. For me, yeah. The only my biggest regret is that Kawhi is not on a team that I root for, but is on a team that I actively root against. <laughs> That is a bummer for me, because he's still, like, one of my favorite players. Thank you for for being so supportive in this tough time, Sabrina. <laughs> Thank you well, for I mean, your kind words.
1: <laughs> I think it's interesting to consider how Kawhi got to the Clippers, right? You and I were mm-hmm. talking about this. Um, yeah. When Anthony Davis made a straight man, right, and it became clear that he wanted to come to the Lakers... Uh, not a lot of fans for that move around the league. Mm-mm. People were not happy with how Anthony Davis handled it. They were not happy with how Rich Paul handled it. They were not happy with the Lakers for tampering. I don't know, whatever that means. Whatever. <laughs> and yet, and yet, Kawhi Leonard finds his own superstar that he wants to team with. Tells him, "Hey, ask to move to the Clippers." everyone's like, oh, Kawhi, you're so
0: smart. (laughs) (laughs) Way to go, Kawhi. Kawhi. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. It's not, it's also, like, what Paul George did versus what, like, Kyrie did, for example. Like, people hate Kyrie in Boston now. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I blame them for that. Like, he had a bad year. I, I think it went. Poorly for them. Just bad. He left. Paul George stayed.
1: <laughs> he had the big he party with Westbrook a and Nas.
0: What? He literally asked for another trade like a year after he signed. What the hell? Like, that is
1: unheard of. Right? Like, Kyrie Irving was signaling that he didn't want to come back to Boston pretty much the entire last six months. And right? they
0: they were drop-kicking him out of the city the minute his contract yeah,
1: Everybody ended. was emotionally ready for it. They had their backup plan in Kemba Walker.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: they were they were prepared for this decision, right? Mm-hmm. Paul George, that was... That came out of nowhere.
0: That is, like, the through line of the whole, like, clippers Kawhi saga, obviously, is, like, secrecy and how well they were able to keep it under wraps. And it really reminded me... Of, Or just like made me think of the difference between how the Lakers operated and how the Clippers operated and like what the Lakers achieved in the offseason, what the Clippers achieved in the offseason and how all things like after they did all of that, they maybe the Clippers maybe have like a slightly better chance of winning the championship next season, even though what they did was so much more impressive than what we did. Like, we just threw everything we literally had in our f***ing pockets, in the couch cushions. Like, we just threw it at the Pelicans. We catapulted it to New Orleans. And then we just
1: kept looking for more things to throw to Washington.
0: (laughs) They catapulted eighty back, and we were like, great. We did it. We have Anthony Davis now. They, like, did this whole crazy thing where they went and, like, courted Kawhi for, like, a whole year. And they went to all his games. And then... They got, like, he had to do all this crazy stuff to, like, re- try to recruit, like, every other big star. Like, he went to, like, all the big stars.
1: How and... do you feel if you're Paul George and you know that Kawhi <laughs> went to
0: Durant first? I'd be like, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I'd get that. Yeah, I suppose that's true. It is. Having a, Ka- a, a Kawhi a and Kevin Durant, Durant. Oh, my God. I don't know, dude. Having Kawhi and Kevin Durant on the same team. Is insane. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We're kind of lucky
0: that didn't happen. That would have been crazy, too, with, like, Durant's whole history of, like, joining the Super
1: teams, right? And then, I mean, I I had a feeling, I mean, everyone knew that he was out of Golden State. I honestly thought the Clippers had a pretty good chance of getting him Mm -hmm. just because uh, they've done a fairly good job of keeping their players healthy the last year. Yeah. And clearly there's some lack of trust with that medical staff in Golden State. But uh, yeah, I mean, Paul George is clearly not his first choice, <laughs> but he's here. He came anyway. He's a good
0: choice. He's a great choice when he's healthy. I think that's like another thing that both the Lakers and the Clippers have is like in order to reach that their ceiling, they need DeMarcus Cousins and Paul George to stay healthy. And yeah, that absolutely. is like the most important thing for both teams is for like those two players, I think.
1: I mean, I also think that, like, LeBron James and Anthony Davis need to stay healthy. Which, well, yeah.
0: Yeah. That feels like more of a given.
1: <laughs> well, not- I mean, isn't Paul George their second best player, too?
0: I just meant that, like, um, it feels more, not like a given, obviously, given what happened to LeBron last year. But, like, yeah, DeMarcus Cousins has had two major injuries in two years. And mm-hmm. he wants to play 82 games. I get that. But, like... Is he gonna play 82 games?
1: Someone needs to tell no. him that no, you're not playing 82 games. I don't even care if you're healthy for 82 yeah, games. You are exactly. not playing 82 games. Load management. Like just, baby. just let JaVale ball out for like a couple
0: <laughs> of nights. <laughs> just let we him need have to that. Play the Atlanta Hawks, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> let it go. We're you gonna have to, to play just the Bulls. play the
1: long game here. Yeah. Are the Bulls ever gonna get good, do you think? I honestly think they might make the playoffs this year. Really? East is terrible. Oh, um, yeah. And they have like some legitimate players. They got Thaddeus Young, who I really like. Nice. Good solid veteran fit in that locker room. Lowry. Um, you think they'll trade for him? Oh, never mind. Marketing. Wow. Sorry.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry.
1: Sorry. I thought you were talking about Kyle Lowry.
0: <laughs> That's my, hot, my hottest
1: take of all time. If the Is Raptors that the Bulls? do decide to trade Lowry, <laughs> that would be a really great landing spot for him. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I like, I like uh I like Zach Levine. I've always liked Zach Levine. Yeah, I like him too. Um, this kid from Carolina is pretty good. Kelby White. You know.
0: All right, they got a, team a, little squad. a team there. a team yeah. there. They got a little squad shaping up. All right. Oh, I was trying to make fun of him, but. <laughs> I mean, how could you possibly know that I would secretly be a Chicago <laughs> Bulls <football stand? laughs>
1: there was There's no way to be prepared
0: for that. <laughs> there really isn't. It's always a surprise. It's always a surprise with you. What else were we talking about? Something when Lakers it, I, Clippers.
1: The Lakers Clippers, like, I don't think it's ever really been a rivalry. The only time right. that the Clippers have been good has been over the last six years when the Lakers have not. Mm-hmm. And they still haven't managed to take any of the fan base away from the Lakers. But this feels like more of a chance than they've ever had before. Yeah. Because not only do they have two superstars, they have two local superstars. Mm-hmm. which kind of means something. Yeah. They have two really, really, really good superstars. <laughs> and a team that everybody already fell in love with last year. Like, think about how likable yeah. the Clippers were from a national perspective last year. With Lou Williams and Harrell and...
0: I know. agree. I think they're, this is probably their best chance. I feel like the LA homegrown, like, the that, like, Paul George and Kawhi are from Southern California is, like, a little bit overhyped because I feel mm-hmm. like it's never really mattered for the Lakers, like where their talent has come from?
1: I guess because we've never had LA guys before. But like, yeah. I mean, like when Jordan Farmar was drafted by the Lakers out of UCLA, people loved him. Yeah. Really not correspondent to his talent level whatsoever. Mm. I can you guarantee that you that Jared Dudley is going to be playing up the San Diego <laughs> card as much as he possibly can this year.
0: <laughs> and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Mm. You know that the Jared Dudley signing was the best thing that's happened to me in the past week. I mean, we were all so excited about the Jared Dudley signing on July 1 because it was like, yeah, this is the team. He, that's like, I feel like he's just like your best case scenario for that like level of talent and Mm -hmm. contract. Yep. For like the vet men, like he is your ideal guy.
1: He's already talking about how he's more than willing to defend guys who foul LeBron and Anthony Davis too hard.
0: Love that,
1: just like he did for Jared Allen in the playoffs last year. He's so a little great. enforcer that Jared Dudley. He's such a good talker. I mean, he doesn't shut up really. Mm-mm. That's kind of an issue, but
0: <laughs> I love he's really interesting. Him. He's really interesting.
1: He doesn't really hold back.
0: It's no, quite entertaining. He speaks his mind. He's very honest. I like that. I really yeah. like that vibe. I mean, clearly he just like enjoys talking about basketball, and I like that. I do, yeah. too. Hey, Jared but, Dudley, join a podcast with me and Sabrina. We yeah, he doesn't have one
1: yet, right? He should have uh, He should totally come on our show.
0: He should come on our show.
1: But oh. to answer your previous question about Lonzo, I don't think it was as big of a deal because of the LeVar factor. Oh.
0: <laughs> you think he turned people off?
1: I think that's part of it. <laughs> because lonzo is like the perfect la success story right grows up a laker fan plays in los angeles plays for ucla gives ucla its best season in like years the lakers aren't even supposed to have a draft pick that season they end up keeping it through like fantastic lottery luck they end up getting lonzo out of ucla the homegrown laker fan and it's like this is such a perfectly scripted story and then lavar's like oh I'm gonna make you all regret that you drafted Longson. <laughs> Except his family is just insane. Oh yeah. I really wonder how he's gonna fare in New Orleans. Do you think he'll move to New Orleans, Lavar? Lavar? Yeah. No. No.
0: I mean, Lamelo still lives in L.A., right? No, he's gonna play in Australia next year. Why? Oh, he'll probably move to Australia
1: then. Yeah. yeah. Wait,
0: what? Yeah, Melo he's playing for the.
1: Australia? He's gonna play for the um the NBL in Australia. They have this like next stars program that for young players oh. that gives them an out to go to the NBA if they get drafted.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I have Good no idea him. where
1: Eliangelo is.
0: No. Yeah, that didn't work. Um, out. the mall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> just just pay for the stuff this time, Jello. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Mellow is dope, though. I think he's going to be really good. I hope so. Yeah. He His highlights from high school, he just looks like he's so lit. <laughs> Once
1: again, we are fulfilling our promise as the podcast that talks the most about LaMelo Hall
0: <laughs> in the country. LaMelo Wire. <laughs> I'll be the editor-in-chief of LaMelo Wire.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We've got some content for you already. Already. Um. Okay. So the Lakers uh, you know, other than missing out on Kawhi, right? They've made some free agency additions in the last week, right? We haven't gotten a chance to talk about them. Uh, yeah. Seems like you're most excited about DeMarcus Cousins. Am I right. And Jared Dudley. Those are my two favorite signings. Well, I meant um of the ones we haven't talked about, but yes. Oh. <laughs>
0: Yes. Obviously, it goes Cousins. Jared
1: Dudley, giant cap, <laughs> Anthony Davis, giant cap. <laughs>
0: That's not a signing. I mean, a you a know, trade. Off-season <laughs> acquisition. Let's <call> go. <laughs> like. Um, Yeah. I feel like Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins, Jared Dudley. And then it stops being emotional and starts being practical. And I'm like, yeah, Danny Green. Oh, yeah. Really good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, – I, I worry that we'll no longer be Laker fans' favorite podcast now that Danny Green is on the team because Inside the Green Room is really good.
0: Oh, I gotta listen to it. It's really good. Wow. Yeah. Maybe we um, could. Oh.
1: We should uh, do a crossover with we Danny Green.
0: Crossover. I think. I think that would be fun. Yeah.
1: He's got a whole uh, free agency special coming out soon. I'm looking forward to that.
0: A whole free agency special. I. I'm really interested in that in the athlete like podcast space mm-hmm. because I feel like, our, especially from like the sports media perspective, where they, not me, because I'm not that. <laughs>
1: you were I'm the a... co host of Isla of Basketball. I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm like blogger girl slash product like I don't I'm not anywhere near athletes I don't talk to them I don't know them I don't interview them or anything like that um but I feel like there's an idea that like athletes are so uh coached when it comes to like talking to the media so it's really interesting to like see them seize these new tools To, like, put their voice out in an unfiltered way that doesn't have anything to do with, like, representing their team at, like, a media day or whatever. Like, getting asked questions by journalists. I feel like there's, like, a fraught relationship there. Not always. And not for everyone. But there is a little bit. And I think it's cool that we're seeing more players get their own podcasts. I can't wait till, like, there's ones that aren't about basketball.
1: Oh, yeah, when they just, like, talk about random topics like movies or food or yeah. things. Yeah. Remember when we thought earlier in the season that Kyle Kuzma was going to get a
0: podcast? I still think that that's happening at some point. I think he's actually focusing on basketball this offseason. I can't be mad. Yeah. Josh Hart started Lighthearted. What do you think about Lighthearted? I haven't listened.
1: I haven't listened either. I have no desire to listen. Really? I mean, that's even if he words. talks about, like, Fortnite, like, what am I going to do with that? That's true. <laughs> I mean I like Josh Hart just fine as a player. I mean I I can't say anything he ever said was like that's supremely fair. entertaining off the court. But Oof. you know. It's hot. I suppose that's not a very lighthearted take. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm all for the here. puns. I'm all for the puns in the podcast names. As opposed to like JJ Reddick, who's just the JJ Reddick podcast.
0: Hey, I like that simplicity. Yeah. Apparently, he's really good. I need to listen to that. Oh, yeah. He's very good. And he talks about
1: non-basketball things, too.
0: Ooh, not I like exclusively, but like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like a chunk I think of that's cool. Anyway, we went on a little bit of a tangent there, but let's talk about these free agents. All right. So one free agent that um I'm not
1: terribly <laughs> happy that we brought back, mm. Rajon Rondo. Mm. And I thought it was interesting. So five thirty-eight did this ranking of the best and worst value of free agent contracts and rondo is on the worst value which is surprising because he's on a minimum contract but they project him to have negative 6.6 million dollars worth of value this year so just by paying him we are far exceeding the value that he is supposed to provide well let's think about this he's not good at basketball (laughs) He didn't sit on the Lakers bench. Aww. Uh he has a predilection for injuring his hand just all the time. Just just literally like wiping his sweat, wiping his brow. <laughs> um he stat chases, right? Always going after those assists. Doesn't true. really play defense anymore. Hmm. Um but yet considered a core piece of the Lakers to bring back. <laughs>
0: His the best thing about his game was that he could sink an occasional three until he got too freaking cocky with it and was just jacking him up every time he got open. Remember that like, we do not use
1: Milwaukee when he was eight just, like, threes? Eight feet open every time he got the ball.
0: Bro. That was that was so the definition. Like it playing out in front of our eyes what was wrong with that <laughs> roster last year. Just Rajan Rondo wide open, jacking threes.
1: What? Just phenomenal catch and shoot opportunities wasted by the playmakers that fill up the roster.
0: So, but we'll, you know, we'll be the best playmaking team. We'll get Someone all the open shots that we want.
1: <laughs> but yes, it, it's very clear that Rajan Rondo has done a very good job of endearing himself to his teammates. Specifically here, which is yeah. why they all wanted him to come, right? Like, he played with DeMarcus Cousins in New Orleans in Sacramento. Huge fan, apparently. Bogey- DeMarcus Cousins was distraught when the Kings decided not to bring him back after his one year there.
0: Rajon Rondo? Uh, yeah. Well, that – honestly, like, if – I think maybe what I feel about that 538 thing is if I was Rondo, this is how I would feel. I mean, first of all, I wouldn't see it, but I'd also be like – you are doing some like numerical b s mm-hmm. to get some made up number that is based on an algorithm that you decided mm-hmm. that may not actually be informed at all by what other types of value you can add to a team other than like field goal percentage yeah,
1: and i it's probably true that Rono has like significant off the court value like all the yeah. young kids last year talked about how much they enjoyed his mentorship, right. Like, when he was injured and he was essentially pseudo-assistant coach for Luke Walton, like, got rave reviews, right? Yeah. So, I mean, if he's willing to be 13th man on the roster, I'm mostly going to sit on the bench and help Frank Vogel figure things out. By all means, you know, I'm here for that Rajon Rondo. But when he starts agitating for minutes ahead of Alex Caruso, that's when I'm out.
0: Yeah, I feel that. I also think that, like, the LeBron to point guard announcement, honestly, was kind of a prediction
1: there. basically like, telling Rondo, like, we don't think you're good enough to be the starting point guard. You're
0: not our starting PG. Like, we'd rather yeah. have LeBron. We'd rather have – obviously. 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 Yeah. Like, they don't have a point guard elite enough to be better than LeBron would just do at it. Like yeah. – He's in he's – in, it's LeBron. Anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that felt like kind of a – maybe, hopefully, that's predictive and that Rajon Rondo will not be, like, heavy minutes guy this season.
1: Yeah, I mean, just, like, every time he came on the floor at the end of the season last year, it's like, oh, okay, so the opposing team is about to go on a run. Like, here's yeah. what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I think there's a point where, like, Yeah, you're right. You're right. Absolutely. If he's, like, taking up a lot of space on court, that offsets the off-court stuff by a Mm -hmm. lot. Yeah. Because ultimately, what happens on the court is what gets you to the championships or not.
1: And I'm I'm not here to deny that he can have a positive impact off the court. I just don't think that he's going to be willing to settle for that. Mm. And, like, this is the first time he's been on the same team in consecutive seasons since he was in Boston. Wow. Surely... There's a pattern here. Like, there's a reason these other teams did not want to bring him back.
0: Yeah, and it's not, yeah. like, a pattern that we... It's not, like, a super dramatic pattern like Jimmy Butler where he, like, makes a big fuss or whatever. But it is happening quietly every year. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And we're the first fools idiot enough to give him a second contract.
1: Yeah, because apparently he's really I aging into them. the best part of his career right now. That's... Yeah. That's what I we've love- decided. <laughs>
0: I love short point guards. Old short oh, point guards. Gotcha.
1: So we got Demarcus. I like Demarcus. Very happy about Demarcus Cousins. Skinny Demarcus Cousins. Skinny. This reminds so me of like a few skinny. years back when Marcus Saul got super skinny over the offseason. Like to the point where he was working out in a gym and Mike Conley was looking at the footage and like couldn't recognize him.
0: <laughs> he does look so different. I love his earrings, his jawline is fierce. He looks got very definition. good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. So I did want to talk about this. Um, I don't know if you saw the footage of Kuzma and Lonzo at the ESPYs yesterday. I didn't. Okay. You're going to have to look this up real quick. Okay. Because um, I do believe we had a fashion segment earlier on our podcast. Did we not? Oh, we had a dream of one. We had oh. a, a concept of a fashion segment at the very least. Yeah. Now, they went in uh, two very different directions on how to dress for the ESPYs.
0: Lonzo and Josh Hart are wearing aviators and bow ties. It's cute. Yeah. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen the Kuzma costume. Yes, yes. The costume. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice that they all, like, seem to be
1: friends still. You know, they all hung out afterwards. Oh, his frosted
0: tips. Yeah, Kuzma with his denim jacket, his little Canadian uh, tuxedo, and frosted tips. I think the tips look great.
1: I'm a a little hit or miss on those. I haven't made a firm opinion on the tips yet. I mean, Uh I I think I'll go along with anything Kyle Kuzma chooses to do stylistically, so long as he starts hitting three-pointers at a 35% rate.
0: I'd be really, I'd be okay with anything if he did that. I just
1: love the dichotomy of Kuzma going with a Canadian tuxedo because he's still the LA guy. And the other ones are like, all right, we got to do this professionally.
0: (laughs) Professionally? They're both wearing like weird little.
1: Oh, Monson kind of looks like he's wearing a
0: bathrobe. People hating on Kuzma's outfit are really just jealous that he looks like that.
1: (laughs) People are just jealous in general
0: of Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, for sure. He lasted the storm. He oh, weathered yeah. the storm, okay? He is he's rich. He's the last man standing, yeah. He is, his pout is better. It's the best pout I've ever seen. <laughs> wow.
1: He's just, like, living the best possible life here. I mean, he's deemed untouchable by, like, LeBron James and Rob Palenka.
0: That's true. LBJ said so. And G I wonder if
1: Anthony Davis got in that when he was like, no, I'm, I'm not <laughs> – I'm not doing this trade unless they keep <laughs> I
0: look, I think I actually did have a little point about this. I think like Kyle Kuzma must be thanking his stars, you know, his lucky stars that he like made it onto the final boss version of the team. <laughs> but like like of course, if they had said we need Kyle Kuzma to make this trade happen, they would have done it, probably. Would they have? In addition, I mean like over like Josh Hart or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like if they had said we want Kyle Kuzma, you can keep Josh Hart, they would probably I think would we would have, have done, done it. That. Yeah, yeah. And we would have been like, uh, but whatever, it's fine. But he like he has put himself in such a perfect position by not being their best player, like not having the highest ceiling. But being like the healthiest and the hardest working, maybe not, I don't know about hardest working. I don't want to make but most about
1: capable others. of scoring thirty points on a given night.
0: Absolutely, he's just like he just had this very, and I think his ambition. Mm. I think he has like an ambition that they they really like.
1: I did enjoy all the pictures coming out of Vegas of our new big three of just like him and Davis and you know James talking with their mouths closed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he is so. He's so lit up to be
1: in that group. (laughs) He wants to be the third one so badly.
0: He's in the squad, bro.
1: All he has to do is prove it. It's very clearly should be Boogie. (laughs) Maybe Danny
0: Green. (laughs) (laughs) No, but Kyle Kuzma's star power. I think Kuzma, AD, Braun, Demarcus is like, I think that's dope. Yeah, it's a really good quartet. I'm very happy about
1: that. So Absolutely.
0: Guys, I just want to say we're almost done here. It's been about 30 minutes, and, you know, we don't like to take up too much of your time. But I just want to say I am so freaking lit for this season. I've never been more excited to watch a season of basketball. And that's not just Lakers. That's league-wide, too. I think this is going to be one of the most competitive, exciting years of basketball that we've had in a while. And... Even though Kawhi went to the Clippers, I think this is a great, I feel like the Celtics, Lakers, like, whatever, rivalry, like, it's not that it's, like, getting old, like, they'll always be rivals, but they haven't been, like, direct rivals. <clears throat> I mean, we did play in the finals 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Right. Yeah. 10 years ago, though. I was, like, 13 10 years ago. And I guess like, it doesn't
1: feel like that long ago, because Rondo was still on that team. <laughs>
0: and he's been bopping around ever since but just like let's just get excited for a new generation of rivalry with these new players i'm super excited we lebron james came to la and we barely got to be excited about it and now ad's here and i'm flipping out yeah i want to be excited this is gonna be fun this is gonna be so good like I think we're all thinking. Everybody's like, oh, "The defense going to be so bad." Like, I'm thinking of reasons why it's going to be bad. But like, just be excited about it. It's like we definitely have a shot at the championship. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And last year we could not say that. Last year our ceiling was a lot lower. We on had- Christmas Day though, we all thought
1: we had a shot at the championship. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I don't think that that
0: was... Going up oh. by 20 points against Golden State Warriors. Still the highlight of my season. <laughs> I do think it was ill-advised to take too much from that game, <laughs> considering who won it for us, Rondo and Zubac.
1: <sighs> Zubac. Another reason why mm. the Clippers-Lakers rivalry is going to be so good this year. So hot. Because they have the former Lakers, Lou Williams, and Vita Zubac. Kind of Patrick Beverly, who was drafted by the Lakers, never actually played here.
0: And we've this got is... Avery
1: Bradley whatever reason um the
0: the Zubats trade is like the one thing from last season on the margins that I like I really am not over yet and not just because like of Zubats as a player but it just like signified to me how like the Clippers made just so much better moves than we did like we didn't have to do that much work or finessing to do what we did and everything else that we did was garbage. It was I'm like C too, huh? C too. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: He was balling in summer league,
0: and like we literally got nothing for them. Mm-hmm.
1: Literally, nothing. I mean, I guess the point was to get like Bullock. I didn't mind that at the time because I thought he was gonna be good. He wasn't.
0: And now he like that. may or
1: may not have signed with the New York Knicks. It's quite an yeah, interesting little strange. thing going on. A, yeah.
0: But yeah, like that just—it was just a signifier for me of like the Clippers doing the right thing, all the small and things us right, doing yeah. an idiotic thing, mm-hmm. and how like it's funny that even though we did a bunch of idiotic stuff and they did a bunch of like really smart stuff, mm-hmm. we both have a shot at the championship this yeah, year. Yeah, at a certain
1: point, it only really matters if you do the big things right. Like yeah, we did the big things right by trading for Davis and signing LeBron James. They did the big things right by trading for George and signing Kawhi Leonard. And, I mean, the rest of the roster is definitely deeper. Yeah. Huh. Like, there's no denying that. But, I mean, we did enough little things right, I guess. Yeah.
0: The roster construction is almost – like, the way that we constructed our roster is almost identical. It's kind of funny. Like, we traded – No in, point card. <laughs> traded literally everything for one guy, for one star, and then signed one in probably –
1: I guess I know, I mean like, LeBron and Kawhi were pretty probable, right? Like everybody all year was saying that like LeBron's going to come to the Lakers. Kawhi's going go to the same Clippers thing. like whereas yeah. like
0: right before they were like it's not going to happen. It's yeah. not going to happen. And then it because
1: happened. Paul George was inexplicably involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Man, that's a man on the margins right there. All right, that was mean. You want to you want to sign us off there, Sabrina? All right. Well, thanks for
1: listening to the Silver Screen
0: Roll podcast.
1: Uh, You know, your favorite show of the week is I Love Basketball, and it's ours too. (laughs) Now on Fridays. We'll be back every Friday. Uh, Sasha's going to have some uh, new and uh, fun co hosts over the next couple weeks while I'm out of the country. But please keep listening. The Machine is definitely the best host on this network. So
0: keep listening. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great weekend, everybody.